You're listening to the Armchair Cricket Podcast. Hello everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Armchair Cricket Podcast. a podcast focusing on test cricket by armchair critics of the game in this episode i am joined my, by my co-host ajit hello ajit how are you doing man hi giri well things are sort of steady my end um a couple of uh, holidays a uh, bank monday holiday but also you know uh, hopefully there'll be very good weather so something that we can enjoy you know we'll spend a bit of time outdoors and so on what do you say Uh, are you doing anything adventurous outdoors like playing cricket <laughs> not yet not yet not yet no okay. but um on that front you know there is some good news forthcoming in as much that um our club is planning a few uh, games internally we are officially kicking off the season in air quotes so to say there will be no organized cricket but nonetheless we'll be playing some competitive games among ourselves and there are some exciting plans Uh, which i would not like to discuss yet because they are going to be revealed shortly okay so at okay. least we are going to resume uh, practice from this week so that's already a very good thing so i'm expecting this tuesday wednesday i'll hear more and we'll start uh, we'll resume practice officially for the season so i'm looking forward to that kiri that is very encouraging news i have to say mm-hmm. and what we want to hear everywhere in the world as well indeed um i did hear some of my friends here they were playing cricket outdoors today i couldn't join them for uh, uh, i was uh, engaged with something else otherwise i would have joined joined as well um so i might do that next week but mm-hmm. apart from that you know how it is eh? so we have work every day and then work and some somewhere uh, there is no clear end of day definition these days right because work and home are uh-huh. in the same place right so but uh, starting next week so this the first week of june the public transport will return to its normal operating uh, uh, capacity over here in the netherlands as you might know right um so i don't know yet if i'll go to work go to office uh, so to speak because there is some sort of hesitation amongst my colleagues as well they don't know if they'll want to share a cabin in a train or a bus uh, to come to work and also because you know the work environment we work in a contained environment with air conditioning with no real ventilation you can't open the windows and that mm-hmm. and i heard that the chances of uh, getting an infection or spreading uh, might be higher indoors so people are a little bit uh, let me let me say they are a bit apprehensive right now right uh, but i expect that to change anyway in the coming days uh, so we are in fact allowed to go and work in the office but i have to inform our respective managers my company um however my i when i asked my manager he told me last week that i am the only one who was uh going around asking uh, in such an eager uh, manner about coming to work uh, so he said uh, hold your horses <laughs> let's uh, see what the other guys think because uh, i don't want to be there alone in the office i might as well stay at home and work here so but how, how is it going for you i mean uh, do you expect to go back to your work location anytime soon well uh, not exactly so we are still awaiting what the client will decide of course but uh, from my parent company we have some guidelines so mm. in essence i expect that probably we will not be working 
from the client location or from any office until july 1st at least but again it's it's all still up for discussion i know for sure this is the case until june 15th but maybe that changes after june 15th right yeah yeah and of course to add to that you know that all the schools are starting uh, again schools colleges uh, in the netherlands they will all start in uh, in a week from now to mm-hmm. full capacity again so there's a lot of influx of people towards contained spaces the restaurants are opening as well but they can only seat up to a maximum of 30 people at a time that's what i heard well um so i don't know how they're going to manage with also with keeping the distance of one and a half meters between uh, two people mm-hmm. um so this is going to be a challenge so it remains to be seen how the public the general public will respond to this will they act responsibly or will they basically breach all the regulations and uh, spread the virus i hope not uh, but we have seen that in the netherlands at least they have been able to contain the spread to some extent i think uh, they have been successful we we noticed that the the numbers are decreasing we are do- now down to single digits mm-hmm. uh, in terms of the number of hospitalizations each day and also number of uh, fatalities reported of course the, the number exact number might be a bit higher but it's still a bit promising to say the least it's also true that whatever happens now we see the results of it in about 2 weeks from now so we probably will keep an eye or at least i will keep an eye mm-hmm. to satisfy my anxiety <laughs> um but yeah we'll see how it goes but uh um, with corona i don't know i mean uh, we still talk about cricket off field right so we still don't know when uh, players will start coming out and playing uh, in stadiums or even practice outdoors mm-hmm. uh, in international arena like uh, we've been seeing so the major news points that we can discuss as usual we can start off with um the covid-19 related news there is there are some important news let's let's start off there right so the most important news is that um, cricket australia chief executive kevin roberts says world t20 um, the world cup this year is under very high risk simply because you know it involves multiple countries and people coming in from multiple uh, nations and all having to be quarantined separately and so on so he's effectively given an indication right that this will take a lot of logistical things to fall in place for the world cup to still go ahead in 2020 so on the other hand uh, he says there is a potential window in 2021 right but then that will mean probably india who are scheduled to host this in 2021 will probably be requiring to host it in 2022 and so on so basically he is asking that it be uh, replaced the world cup this year be moved by, ahead by one year right mm-hmm. and that will mean that will mean quite a lot of um, quite a lot of let's say things that the indian cricket board will have to organize a few things that at least they'll have to make quite a lot of changes and also that will mean you know india if they are were to host the t20 world cup in 2022 they have a 2023 50 or world cup already scheduled so that means back to back world cups over two years and you know probably a revenue that would be shortened because most sports broadcasters will probably come with a deal with both the world cups you know packaged and so on yeah. and so on so it it brings it brings a lot of questions right so mm-hmm. at least with respect to the world cup what are your thoughts do you think it will go ahead this year uh i think it might get postponed or even cancelled like you said you know if we miss this year's world cup t20 world cup that is mm-hmm. and if it's held next year and then we have the t another t20 uh world cup or another big event coming up the year after right um so it doesn't make sense to have two 
big tournaments uh, consecutive years um and ne- ne- next to that we also have world test championships uh, right so so much of cricket already um but if we do miss this t20 world cup w- which i think is a very high chance of that happening because october is not so far away so we are entering june now so we have june and about 4 5 months um it will be very difficult to implement it it all remains to be seen however uh, how things shape up with regards to uh, the two upcoming tours um right. one between uh, uh, the west indies touring england this summer uh, that's something uh, we will keep we'll have to keep an eye on because there might be some changes there or if they do go ahead and play that might set a good precedent right uh, for the world cup to follow mm-hmm. uh, and of course i think uh, um we we still have a lot of tournaments that have been either put on hold or you know postponed like <laughs> the ipl for example my pet right. peeve so if the t20 world cup does get postponed or cancelled we might have a very good chance of having an ipl this year uh, before the end of the year because i think people were more worried about uh, having to play too much of t20 cricket this year uh, and if one of them gets cancelled a big event like uh, the world cup gets cancelled then uh, we might see uh, the return of ipl um so yeah coming back to the england and west indies um, tour i think there that's a bit promising right so it, it's i heard that cricket west indies have in principle um kind of approved uh, mm-hmm. the english tour um so do you do you see any uh, anything happening there i mean something good happening out of it look in essence they have uh, said that yeah they will go ahead with the england tour and their uh, players have returned to training under mm-hmm. the you know the guidelines issued by icc of course right so in this case um you know they are sort of keeping their uh, uh, cards close to their chest as they say but in every indication it looks like they might leave to the uk on 9th of june right so that means you know there is a tour uh, starting in july but they'll have to arrive at least 15 days well before that and you know go through the quarantine period and so on so uh, i think in, uh, in the upcoming week let's say the first week of june we are going to hear a lot of important news one is with respect to whether you know west indies will be able to travel to england and well whether that tour will go ahead that's indeed an important landmark the restarting of sporting at least mm-hmm. international sport as far as cricket is concerned right that's one thing the other one um look um it looks like you know the icc meeting that was supposed to be held on 28th of may has been postponed to june 10th because some of the mm. um constituent boards came up with some well there were already a few rumors that confidentiality was breached and some of the news for example the world cup uh, and being under threat whatever kevin roberts had to say had already been leaked to the media before he came out and said it himself right so there was a lot of uh, doubts about the confidentiality of that board and that body and so on and so on so i think they they have launched a probe into it and they have postponed the meeting to 10th of june this is the official version somehow mm-hmm. i think there is a little bit more that is cooking uh because look there are a couple of things that had to happen one uh, shashank manohar's um replacement had to be chosen and the front runner for this was colin graves from england but uh, there was a dark horse uh, or let me call him uh, if i can call it the politically correct thing maybe but i'll forego that the dark prince has suddenly entered the pregree what do you have to say about that who is the dark prince here well the dark prince of calcutta <laughs> uh, <laughs> um well. well that might be interesting i think 
wasn't it Graham Smith who has publicly endorsed uh-huh. kind of uh, this uh, you know the chairmanship role for uh, Saurav Ganguly? Um, so it it he might be a front runner you never know what happened considering what happened with the bcci presidency you know the election that happened or <laughs> the so called election mm-hmm. where he was uh, probably unanimously elected in the end um so w- we don't know what's going to happen there i think he has an outside outside chance but i he, i i still feel he has a lot more to do for indian cricket he might stay he might sit on this role uh the bcci presidency for uh, another couple of years well his term is uh, due to expire i think by this october or something which probably will get extended you know the the mcc president role itself got extended for sangakara right so mm. um, so this might also happen so um ganguly is a good candidate to summarize uh, but i think it's probably a bit too early for him he might need a couple of years additionally No, I mean he has some cricketing administration experience about 5 6 years worth of it because he's already been CAB chairman cricket association of bengal chairman for 4 years plus right mm-hmm. and they have indeed filed a petition in the supreme court for his and jayshas um tenures in the indeed. bcci body to be continued beyond their let's say the stipulated 6 year cutoff right mm-hmm. so we are yet to learn about that but look so basically if i were to just go into it a bit more in detail uh ganguly has the backing of bcci but then it could be him or you know shrinivasan might make a comeback they say because when ganguly was proposed as the candidate from the erstwhile dalmia camp so to say right okay uh, shrinivasan who is sort of on the opposite side of it agreed that he be uh, ganguly be allowed to be elected without too many issues if he can get something from it quid pro quo as they say so maybe he will ask that he be pitched as the uh, president elect for the world body again he's already been once i think uh, the president so this is one of the things the okay. other thing yeah if uh, the bcci might actually strike a deal with the major cricketing bodies they, they could use this as a hammer so to say to strike a deal if the world cup is cancelled then they persuade all the cricketing bodies the major cricketing bodies to allow the same window to be used for an ipl maybe mm-hmm. in india mm-hmm. and they may then make that as a no a hidden condition to allow calling refs to assume the presidency of icc right the chairmanship of icc i must say so there is quite a lot of let's say the waters look very calm on the surface there's quite a lot of action underneath it's very murky indeed yeah. so a lot to look forward to i would only say we have to wait till 10th of june yeah but quite a lot of uh, quite a lot of intrigue going on here i'm amazed ajit i'm really amazed who are your sources where do you get ah. all this information from <laughs> da <laughs> nah. okay, look i read some articles on the various popular cricketing sites also there was a very uh, nice discussion that was on crickinfo okay right so they have their own podcast stump mike podcast they call it and there they they basically highlighted quite a lot of these things and maybe i put together some of these yeah yeah so I, i'm not blaming you i mean oh, it's it's also uh, quite amazing or is it's very interesting to read between the lines you know whenever you hear right. some some announcements or some news being uh, made uh you you get to hear you know i think you're quite good at that anyway so you read between the lines and uh, you deduce something out of it and well, let's see i think you 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 can uh, yeah you you might be right uh, on uh, a few things there but shrinivasan yeah. i think that's that's going to be uh, quite amazing if he uh, if he were to oh no no you, know. you never know you never yeah you never know with shrini he's he's quite powerful yeah shrini mama is very very powerful and he's very clever that way right so he always has an eye on the future and you know i i think he's very astute that way he knows uh, what to give and 
where he can pull pull in a bit for himself so to so to say right so that's one thing the other thing look i also listen to some uh, online cricket uh, discussions for example the caught behind podcast where they have also opined that these things could be going on in the background so mm-hmm. the, all of these sort of i should give them the credit as well where my ideas come from right so that's one thing and the other thing well i want to clarify something i i tried to make a portmanteau of uh, the dark horse plus prince of calcutta and i ended up with dark prince of calcutta okay so it's it's really not a racial thing to say okay i just want to make it clear to all our uh, uh, all our listeners it's it's really not racial but rather um, just it was a terrible portmanteau i realized it it was it was going to sound more racist than i had intended anyway moving further look icc has issued these uh, wonderful guidelines for cricket resumption right so um so there is a there is a very finely uh, detailed guideline it's a very huge document i've not had a chance to <laughs> go through all of it but uh, kncb the dutch cricket board has sort of adapted most of it so that has come to us uh, to our club and therefore i know some of it so england for example have already drawn up very detailed plans based on that so there is guidelines for bowlers chris wokes who's already started training based on these guidelines from ecb has sort of spoken out about this so he was one of the first set of players in england uh, who were mostly fast bowlers to be frank were chosen and there were 18 bowlers who started this training across seven venues right and then in the first week of june they are planning to include batsmen and wicket keepers as well so uh, basically there is a lot of social distancing very strictly maintained uh, hygiene measures all of these are in place so for example as soon as he enters the facility first his temperature is taken he has to answer a questionnaire on whether he is feeling unwell all of these things then he has to end he has to enter his temperature into the app right and then the he, he gets a green light so to say to go ahead and start training and then he has his own equipment that he brings with him he's given a set of balls that belong to him from that point on so he uses only those to train he's supposed to drive to a specific location from which he can be monitored and then sent to his part of the ground where he trains he trains by himself whatever guidance he needs is given to him uh, either through the internet or via phone so he d- doesn't really interact with anybody during his training and then it's all very interesting right because it's 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 very specifically tailored and basically he's a international bowler and you know people and the training staff of england already know very well what is required for his body and what sort of training is really required but then there is also some uh, bowling coaches who come in from time to time but they stand far away and there is always um, you know a specifically identifiable covid coordinator somebody who sort of in charge of keeping safety regulations so that no matter who you is training and where you're training there'll be this person who's clearly identifiable wearing one of those yellow jackets that you have to stand and you have to clearly identify yourself as that and you'll always keep an eye on the proceedings right for example where is the water need to be kept because you can't deny people drinking water if they're playing a very intensive sport but then that means uh, how do you make use of the restroom facilities and all of these so all of these have been thought out very well it's a very long article and lot of things mm-hmm. i'll not go into all of it but when woke spoke about it and there's a detailed article you know you get an idea of how uh, you know how it's going to look like yeah more and more fast bowlers ca- come out and talk about you know there'll be no saliva this is still crazy so the latest on the line of this is jasprit bumrah who's come out and said the same thing right i don't know if you saw this giri so basically they'll need an alternative to maintain the ball right yeah. so even bumrah is a bit worried about it so did you see this no no i didn't see this no i, I didn't read about uh, bumrah's uh, yeah bumrah's hesitancy or whatever it is Uh, but yeah but it, it, there are some question marks i was watching this 
very short video of Ajinkya Rahane on Quick Info, I think. Mm-hmm. There he talks about the changes that need to be brought into the game, starting with, of course, uh, the material that will be used to sh- maintain the ball or maintain the shine on the ball. Uh, yeah. And also about other things, other trivial things you might not have thought of. Uh, mm-hmm. Something like celebrating a wicket. Indeed. How are you going to do that? You, people would normally get together in a huddle and, you know, uh, do high fives and all that. Uh, how are you going to do that now? <laughs> you have to celebrate with uh, a meter and a half distance apart. And uh, yeah. there's so many different things. And you can't get into a huddle. You know, teams Uh-oh. usually get into a huddle before the start of a session, usually. Yeah. And then there's some motivational speech by one of the designated guys. Uh, and then they head out uh, back onto the field to start playing. And these these are things which, will not, which cannot happen uh, under these circumstances. So I don't know how... Um, an alternative for this would be found for a ball, the material that will be used to maintain the ball. That's all fine. Mm-hmm. But uh, so, uh, I mean, do, do you know how, what will be done here? And the other thing you mentioned about Chris Wokes uh, training uh, regime uh, and the, the new way of training that you mentioned, um, mm-hmm. I was talking to my neighbor uh, here uh, mm-hmm. and um, he is an avid golfer. So he plays golf. And he goes to a, a nearby golf course here uh, every week. And what right. he told me is, all these major clubs where you are allowed to play, you are allowed to train, um, you're not allowed to use toilet facility. Yeah, indeed. So so he has to play golf for like four, four and a half hours. Of course, mm-hmm. because of the weather, it's also a bit dehydrating. So even though he fills himself up with some fluids, it kind of get mm-hmm. it kind of get uh, dehydrated through sweat. But otherwise, um, what you can't hold in sweat has to come out of something else, as something else. And for that, you need to use a toilet and the toilets are basically closed. So it's a bit of a challenge. And he also mentioned that because of this reason, some of the the female members or the women members uh, of the golf club have stopped coming. They've not, uh, they've stopped playing. So these are also other things that we need to consider. So I don't know what will happen for uh, considering all these things but yeah we'll probably get more clarity into all this with time but you know people like me are a bit uh, jittery mm. <laughs> we always want things to happen fast but uh, we need to show some patience no no in this case look um this has to be arrived at uh, in a very calm clo- and carefully considered way so for example icc has already come up with some you know some recommendations on how people should get together in a huddle at the beginning of a game or even while celebrating a wicket and all of these things, right? But mm-hmm. also, you know, ECB um, have actually proposed the idea of a COVID-19 substitute. So what happens if during the game, one of your uh, players fall ill and or show signs of COVID-19, right? Especially in case of a test match, right? Mm-hmm. Then maybe there should be a COVID-19 substitute. Somebody who can substitute, like for like skills as usual, something like a concussion substitute. So all of these things are still very much thought of. So look, there will be a difference in the way the sport will be played in the upcoming couple of months. And I'm really hoping maybe even shorter than that, but even up to next one and a half years, we'll see up to the end of the 2021 cricket season in Australia. Right. So mm-hmm. about 18 months from now, we will see a lot of changes in the way the game is played at every level. All of these rules that you mentioned, including no usage of toilet and specific watering area, even better, bring your own water. Don't even touch Mm. the water from the place. All of these are already recommendations even at my club for resuming sport in the next week. Right? Mm -hmm. They're already being enforced. For example, presence of a COVID coordinator, all of these are already done for the youth training that's currently going on. 
right hmm. there will be a change there will be a change in the way we perceive sport and the way we play it right so you can imagine most of the people who are used to playing for a gallery yeah right yeah who who derive some some sort of impetus from the way the crowd reacts people like kohli right mm-hmm. probably they are going to play without it yeah 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 will be needle in the game for sure with your opposition players but it's still not the same when you're pandering to a whole gallery of I don't know 50k people 50000 yeah, yeah. people right? absolutely and kohli has said this out huh? he has told this even that right. he would rather much prefer having a crowd and same with federer you know federer nadal and djokovic they were in this discussion and federer has said it might be very difficult for him to play with uh, empty crowds mm-hmm. so but anyway that's uh, that's a different discussion uh, go on no. you were saying that's that's more or less my point so i mean we'll have to really wait and watch but it is to be recognized and accepted that the way we perceive cricket both playing it as well as following it will change a little in the upcoming days mm. so we'll have to make accommodations for it look it's important that something like test cricket and first class cricket survives through this because it has the most impact for me a shorter format game will somehow still go through but the longest format game will probably have the most impact because it will still mean people coming together day after day in the same location and probably interacting with each other even though you will keep it very limited there will be a lot of interactions so this one thing we'll have to take it very carefully but that means we'll have to do whatever needs to be done to make sure the highest format of cricket as we at least call it survives through this Hmm. no crisis hmm. so let's see uh, so i'm it's going to be a lot of wait and watch as far as i'm concerned but i really hope test cricket will come through this great has come through the spanish pandemic previously the spanish flu pandemic right and world wars previously so it will survive it will survive but may take a little put little bit more time to thrive so we were really hoping it will start thriving again hmm. with the test championship planned and everything but that might not happen as readily as we had really hoped yeah. right All right. Moving forward, unfortunately now there are more and more cricketers or those associated with cricket administration being diagnosed with uh, COVID-19 for example, Taufik Umar, uh, the former Pakistan international has been diagnosed with COVID-19. Then there is also an administrator from uh, Bangladesh. His name is uh, Shafiul Alam Chaudhry Nadel. He's a BCB director mm-hmm. and he's also contracted COVID-19 we've read. And based on all of these it looks like we are going to read a bit more uh, in the upcoming days of some cricketers having contracted um, the virus and i'm really concerned of what will happen when international cricket really resumes and will there be a wave you know there's no wave yet in sporting world but maybe there'll be a wave because bundesliga is currently going on and i think it's very carefully being monitored by the german uh, football authorities so it's going to be very interesting how you know cricket also resumes this way but you know given all of these given all of these discussions we've just had it doesn't come as any surprise that ecb has actually deferred the start of its domestic season to august 1st so you can pretty much imagine there will be a very very truncated first class season if that but maybe the one day tournament also might be a write off right mm-hmm. and even the t20 blast might be a very truncated one if that so if you are only going to start it on 1st of august i really don't see how they can have a, a proper county championship right Mm-hmm. and how they'll be able to probably they're going to completely forego the one day tournament and probably focus all their energies on a very short round of county championship and maybe simultaneously host a t20 blast so you know we read these uh, news that england are really targeting from the first class level up to their international level they are probably targeting two teams separately that is one team that can play a longer format and one team that can play a shorter format 
So they are actually expecting that a test match might be going on and the day the test match ends, T20 might be scheduled on the okay. 50th of the test match, for example. So that okay. means two teams separately can play the sport. And that's the only way they see how they can, you know, play a lot more sport. And they are also sort of giving the same guidelines to their county clubs, right? County cricket clubs. So it's still to be expected some more news on this, the fixtures, what they, how they're going to cram it all in. So it's going to be a lot of wait and watch, Kiri. Yeah, absolutely. So, like I said earlier, patience, my friend. <laughs> All right. Moving further, uh, in a little bit of a setback, Sri Lanka Shehan Madhushanka, who was uh, who played, I think, one T20 and I think two ODIs or even one ODI in 2018. He's not been in the pool of Sri Lankan players who've been playing for Sri Lanka in the last 18 months or so, but he's a formal international for Sri Lanka and still very young. He's been suspended from all cricket for an alleged drug possession. This is very unfortunate to read that another international cricketer who showed some promise, you know, has been suddenly trapped in the age-old, you know, uh, the vice-related thing. And uh, let's hope, you know, he's proven to be, he's proven to be a little more uh, resilient in the upcoming days. Moving on, uh, if you were to look at some of the other news from outside the cricketing world, right? So, or outside the cricketing field, as we always used to call it, but now it's all outside the cricketing field. <laughs> so, India and South Africa are probably planning a T20 series in South Africa at the end of August. So, if you remember, South African team had landed in India to play a T20 series, but had to be cancelled because yeah. of COVID and South African team flew back to home. So, in this case, it looks like this uh, series might be played in South Africa and end of August with all the things, you know, sort of... Uh, panning out so it's still a lot of uh, underworks but uh, if it all works out we might see some more um, cricket already international cricket from india and south africa perspective and then of course you know there's this also another furor this is also they say one of the contributing factors as to why the icc meeting did not happen on 28th right mm-hmm. so icc have actually threatened to move the t20 world cup that was supposed to happen in india in 2021 outside India because there was some tax exemption that the Indian sporting body, BCCI, was supposed to have secured for the ICC, but they have not yet gotten this confirmation from the Indian government. So, Mm -hmm. (laughs) if that is the case, that would be a real pity if India were to lose hosting rights due to some tax-related issue, Giri. Yeah, we had these issues in the past as well with Formula One. Do you remember? I think it was probably 2010-2011. Right. right. uh, Somewhere near Delhi. Yeah, Buddha International Circuit. And then I think the Formula One Supremo, the the, the chairman of that, uh, the company that organized races, he was always complaining about these tax rules and all that. Mm. Eventually, mm. it happened. So I think we had two or three seasons, two or three races, in fact. Right. Uh, and uh, the last race I remember was Sebastian Vettel becoming a world champion, 2011. So mm. in his Red Bull. But anyway, right. um, so I think this will, this is just uh, a minor thing, a flash in the pan. Right. Very soon, uh, water on the bridge. I hope so. And they come yeah. to some consensus there. That's an yeah. interesting one. Moving on, we are covering this over the last couple of weeks. So we'll also, you know, uh, cover this on unfolding saga of Umar Akmal's appeal. So Umar Akmal has come up with an appeal against his three-year ban. And there is an independent adjudicator who's been nominated by the PCB to actually hear his case to see if, you know, he could be reinstated and so on. So it, it, it remains to be seen. So basically, he had initially foregone an appeal and he had decided to accept the ruling that was going to be given to him. Then suddenly, it looks like he's come to his senses after the three-year ban that it seems to be extreme. So he's made an appeal 
and uh, a former Supreme Court judge in Pakistan has been nominated. So let's see how that goes for Umar Akmal. So we wish him all the best with that. In a very heartening story. Rohit Sharma has been nominated for the Rajiv Gandhi Khel Ratna Award. So he had an outstanding year in 2019. On the back of that, BCCI have decided to nominate Rohit Sharma for the uh, highest sporting honor in India. It's called Rajiv Gandhi Khel Ratna. And um, it has also nominated fast bowler Ishan Sharma and opening batsman Shikhar Dhawan and India women all-rounder Deepthi Sharma for the Arjuna Award. Right? So this is all very nice to see. And if Rohit were to win the award, he'll be the fourth cricketer. Sachin Tendulkar, Dhoni and Kohli being the other three who have won the Rajiv Gandhi Khel Ratna. So it's very good. It's very nice to see. And uh, Saurav Ganguly declared this in a press conference. Right? So it's, it's nice to read about it. Really. Usually when there is a nomination, they usually end up getting the award. That's what mm. I have seen so far. Mm-hmm. So I think uh, Rohit Sharma will be given the award eventually. But uh, it's well done to him. I think he truly, uh, truly deserves that alongside the others. Let's look at the trivia section, Giri. So the last episode's question was an interesting one. Who is the only player to have played over 100 tests and never been run out in his test career? This is a fantastic, fantastic achievement. We didn't have any guesses or any attempt at answering this question. It was a tough one. I can understand. The answer is Kapil Dev from India, who over his 130-odd test career was never run out. That's fantastic. That's a fantastic achievement, for, especially given he's a fast bowler. And supposedly, fast bowlers don't uh, think a lot while running. But he, well, he was not exactly a fast bowler. He was really a thinking cricketer. He was a batsman as well and he was a captain. He was an all-rounder. Come on. Indeed. He was not just a fast bowler. Come on. I'm just making a point. But agreed. Yeah, okay. No, but you don't have to be run out because of your own mistake. You know, there's another guy calling on the other end. (laughs) And to have survived 130 tests and never to have been run out, that's an excellent achievement because I can't go through a single season without being run out or having run somebody out. (laughs) Right? Yeah, but it it might also be because he was a very strong leader. Oh, yeah. The other guy oh, yeah. uh, knew when to run, when to not run. So, Kapil Dev probably decided when to run. Yeah. Would simply sacrifice himself. Yeah. It's Kapil Dev, man. So. <laughs> yeah. well, apart from the jokes, nonetheless, he was also an excellent athlete. Even till the end of his cricketing career, he was an outstanding athlete, Kapil. Because he's one of those fast bowlers who never missed a test due to injury in his career. He was once dropped, oh. but he never lost out on a test due to injury. So that also is a fantastic testament to his fitness and therefore that might also contribute to why he was never run out. Right? He's also a very good golfer. Oh, yeah. No. I mean, I think he's still a very, very avid sports person. He plays anything, I think. Like golf, for example, to stay fit. And he looks ridiculously fit at his age. Man, He's 60 plus. (laughs) Like you say, Ajit, uh, one of those anecdotes, whenever we meet, you keep saying, Eat whatever you want, uh, do whatever you want, but look like him. Exactly. Loosely translated uh, from our mother tongue. Indeed. No, no, indeed. Him and Viv Richards, man. I don't care. <laughs> Be like that. At that age, I don't care what you've done with you, with your body. I don't care what you've put in it. Right? Yeah. All right. So the trivia question from this episode is also a very interesting one. It's it, it's based on an anecdotal story. Which Indian cricketer was gifted a Granny Cole's bat by the Australian Cricket Board in the 77-78 series? recognizing his achievements with the bat on the tour. You have to look at it from outside of the box, frankly. Don't take the story or don't take the question on its merit and start from the other end of the spectrum, I would say. That's the only clue I can give. But it's a very interesting story that follows this question. So I hope we can discuss this in detail in the upcoming episode, Giri. Absolutely. That will be fun. Right. So to all our uh, listeners who are really keen on answering this question, we are really looking forward to your attempts or your, you know, 
your uh, the way you would like to approach this question so to get in touch with us you could write into us at armchair freakpod on twitter or on mail armchair.cricket at gmail.com right these are all known avenues we mention this every episode and they are also present in the episode notes so you could also leave it as a comment on any of the apps that you used to listen youtube is also there facebook all of these so i hope you do listen to our episodes and you know you encourage us when you give us an answer we know you are reaching out to you so you know we have a very interesting couple of weeks as far as uh, you know organization of cricket from outside the field to the uh, the board meeting mm. rooms so, as they say so mm. we really hope you know quite a lot to look forward to in the upcoming uh, our uh, couple of weeks kiri yeah absolutely i also look forward to hear uh, about your own cricket club and the kncb's uh, new decisions or uh, measures that will be announced for yourself mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. i hope to hear from you on that next week next time we speak indeed so we have a lot of uh, interesting thing to discuss so i hope all our listeners are tuning in again next time having said all that it's a goodbye from me and it's a goodbye from him bye bye you're listening to the armchair cricket podcast 